escorts. She started to take the offers more seriously when she saw how much money she could earn. Escorting was like webcam stripping, only in person, with no sex involved. And it wasn't hard to be tempted by the money she could make if she did have sex. But she couldn't see the point of signing up for a service and giving them half of the money she made. She could do it all herself. That was when she had started advertising on Craigslist. That night's job had been booked on the phone. The John had emailed her to say that he was interested, and she had done what she always did, gave him the number of her work phone so that she could talk with him and lay out the prices and what he could expect to get in return. Insisting on a call also gave her the chance to screen the guys who had never booked her before. There were always weirdos, and she'd been knocked around by a couple. Talking to someone was better than reading an email to get an idea of what they were like. She had refused bookings with several men who had just sounded wrong on the phone. Tabby liked to say that she was a good judge of character. She was careful, too. This guy, though? He sounded all right. A southern accent, a bit of a hillbilly twang going on, but he'd been polite and well-spoken. He'd explained to her that he was a police officer in town for a law enforcement conference and said that he wanted a little bit of fun. He had no problem with her charges, so she had arranged to meet him. She was on the corner of Franklin and Turk at eight, just as they had arranged, smoking a cigarette and watching the traffic go by. She was thinking about her kids and about how she had made enough money already this week to pay the rent, pay for the groceries, and maybe even take them to Six Flags for a treat. There was one at Vallejo. She was thinking about that as the Cadillac slowed to a stop beside her. Her old man had been a mechanic, and she had been big into cars when she was younger, so that she could impress him. She recognised it as an El Dorado, probably twenty years old. It wasn't in the best condition— The front right wing was dinged, the registration plate was barely attached to the chassis, and the engine backfired as the driver reached over and opened the passenger side door for her. He called out her name in the same redneck accent that she remembered from the phone call. She picked up her bag and stepped into the car. She was never seen again. Part 1 Regular John Chapter 1 The grey September mist had rolled in off the bay two days earlier, and it hadn't lifted yet. It softened the edges of objects within easy sight, but out beyond ten or fifteen feet it fell across everything, like a damp, cold veil. June was often the time when it was at its worst. They called it June gloom for a reason. But the fog was always there seeping down over the city at any time, without warning, and often staying for hours. The twin foghorns, one at either end of the Golden Gate Bridge, sounded out their long, mournful, muffled ululations. John Milton had been in town for six months, and he still found it haunting. It was nine in the evening, the street lamps glowing with fuzzy coronas in the damp mist, Milton was in the Mission District, a once blighted area that was being given new life by the artists and students who swarmed in now that crime had been halted and rents were still low. 
It was self-consciously hip now, the harlequinade of youth much in evidence. Long-haired young men in vintage suits and fur-trimmed afghans, and girls in short dresses. The streets looked run-down and shabby. The girl Milton had come to pick up was sitting on a bench on the corner. He saw her through the fog, difficult to distinguish until he was a little closer. He indicated right, filtered out of the late evening traffic, and pulled up against the curb. He rolled the passenger side window down. The damp air drifted into the car. Madison, he called, using the name that he had been given. The girl, who was young and pretty, took a piece of gum out of her mouth and stuck it to the back of the bench upon which she was sitting. She reached down for a rucksack, slung it over her shoulder, picked up a garment bag and crossed the pavement to the explorer. Milton unlocked the door for her.